Dosri Nune Gor Holodeck Cash. Welcome to the Holodeck is Broken, a Star Trek rewatch podcast. I'm your Captain Laura. I grew up watching most of Star Trek. I'm your first officer, Mac. I've watched way too much Star Trek. I'm Eris, your communications officer, and I've seen some of it. I'm Z, chief security officer, and I have no idea what's going on. Our seven-year mission. To rewatch all of Star Trek from the very beginning. Boldly going where everyone but me has gone before. Hi, everyone. I'm Laura. I'm Mac. Eris and Z are uh, elsewhere. Uh, I don't even have a cute thing to say. Uh... Z went on a bit of a hiatus, and before Z comes back, we decided to do... Since COVID forced us into a different format for a little while, where we did one episode on every Star Trek series, and a new Star Trek series came out since then, we uh, are going to do a special episode with just Laura and me about the latest edition of Star Trek Strange New Worlds, following Captain Pike and crew in the 23rd century before Captain Kirk takes over, but after... The Cage, and after Discovery Season 2. There was some confusion about that at some point. <laughs> I, I, I say yes when you say things, because I figure you're right <laughs> when it comes to I was like, placement of Star Trek episodes against one another. <laughs> dangerous, perhaps. So yes, we we did an episode about Discovery oh, about two years ago. Yeah, I guess so. Just shortly after, uh, no, it wasn't shortly after. Was it shortly after Discovery Season 2? I'm all, I'm all turned around. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Time has zero meaning since yeah. about to March of 2020. Yeah. No, I guess it probably was around the time Discovery Season 3 was airing. But we talked about how we really enjoyed Captain Pike, as, or we, I at least, enjoyed mm-hmm. uh, I did too. Anson Mount as Captain Pike in Season 2. And that once they finally brought the Enterprise into the plot of the season, I was very, I, I liked the interior design of the Enterprise. The bridge was very nice and how it actually kind of looked better than the J.J. Abrams movies. And that it would be very nice if they, since they already went ahead and built the sets, which is usually the hard part, and cast <laughs> half the crew, why not go make a whole show out of them? And then, of course, the next day they announced that Pike and crew will have uh, their own show called Strange New Worlds. What do we think about the show? Should, should I go first? Should you go first? Are we going to be unified? Is there going to be dissent? <laughs> uh, I think, you know, there will be some dissent. Um, not, or, do you, I will let you go first because okay. I'm, I'm curious. I, I like the show. Uh, I like the show. I, there are some episodes that don't work for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one that I think I legitimately fell asleep through. Yes, and I have no desire to go back and finish that episode. Right. <laughs> I think there's been a bit of hyperbole in the fandom about the show. Mm-hmm. That is, not to denigrate the show, but to possibly throw some shade at fandom is maybe not earned. I think it's irrationally loved by the fandom at this point. Not for its representation, which is good. Not for some of its storytelling, which is also good. Not for its casting, but because some people are saying, well, finally. Yes. This is the Star Trek show they should have been making yes. the whole time. They, they are praising this show as an extension of their often bad faith criticism of specifically Discovery and Picard. Yes. There, uh, I will absolutely 100% agree with you. Yes. About this show. Yes. We'll go into some of the details. I, I think, I really like Captain Pike. I like him as sort of a crossbreed between Picard and Kirk. 
mm-hmm. sort of more cerebral and contemplative, certainly as played by Jeffrey Hunter in the pilot. He has that sort of angst about him that I think Picard can encapsulate a lot more effectively. Uh, number one is, I think, an interesting character that is ill-defined in the canon. And is it wrong for me to go ahead and say I still feel she's undefined or ill-defined? In this, I think since it's a a matter of opinion, I can't. I, I don't think it can be wrong. <laughs> I, I think feel she like I I still don't know that much about her. Okay, but after other than she's not allowed to exist, apparently. Right. Okay, and that's I, I guess that's fair. But okay, so she's been in the cage. Mm-hmm. She's been in two, maybe three episodes of Discovery. I, I forget how many, and then now ten episodes of Strange New Worlds. Name for me a Star Trek character that was well-defined after 14 episodes. You're putting me on the spot here, dude. Uh, <laughs> I'm after, Socratically after trying to make a point. Episodes? After 14 I episodes. think Picard was always really well-defined from the beginning. I think... Was he, or do we enjoy the early days just because it is him and we know where he's going? I mean, we're in season two of TNG in our no, rewatch now. I think now. you already know who, who he is. He is someone who will... Go to bat for his crew, even a crew he didn't know very well yet. He's got these leadership qualities already. But but the real dimensions of Picard, I don't think... They do pick yeah, up later. Right. But I, after this many things, I still feel like number one is a kind of a blank slate. Now, she, it seems like they're setting her up to be a bigger focus in season two. And that, I think, could be very interesting. But it's like they they gave her a very bland personality, in my opinion, in this. And then tacked on this extra thing on top of it, like, oh, this is what makes her interesting. We only catch glimpses of who she is. Like, she's hanging out with, what's the security officer lady's name? Okay, I'm just going to say I feel really old because I don't know any of these people's names. <laughs> uh, here, here's the counterpoint to that. Of Discovery, I have a very hard time remembering many of the characters' names because I think a legitimate criticism of Discovery is that its secondary characters are given very little definition. Mm. Okay. I like Detmer. Mm-hmm. That's about the only one I can pick out of that whole crowd. Oh, I mean, yeah. I know Burnham and Saru and Tilly and all them. Yeah. But anybody who doesn't appear in the opening credits, I have a very hard <laughs> memory for. Right. Picard, I think, defines their characters very well, mm-hmm. or at least makes them memorable, because I have, you know, a certain feeling for Rios and Gerardi mm-hmm. and uh, Rafi and Elnor, and, and I can name all those seven characters. Yeah. Well, seven's a different thing, but, yes, yes. Y- but, but you know. the new yeah. characters I could name. And I think I can name the uh, uh, Strange New World characters. And I am terrible at that as well. <laughs> like, even now, The Walking Dead, there's Good Hick, Bad Hick, Sheriff... <laughs> Bad sheriff, boy sheriff, sheriff wife. Yes, and then black man, and there's only allowed to be one on any given time. time. Yeah. Right? They have to kill one off before you can get a new one. Yes. Correct. Oh, and Glenn. And and Glenn. <laughs> Took me a second to get to Glenn, yes. but sure. Yeah. I could not remember any of the names of any of the other characters, but Strange mm. New Worlds. We've got Lon, Noonien Singh, which we got number one. We've got Spock. We've got Ortegas. Uh-huh. Uh, Dr. Mabenga, There's Chapel, Chapel. Uhura. Pike, Uhura. I think that's everybody. Uh, 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 new, new Kirk and old Kirk. Uh, Lieutenant Sam Kirk, which is Shatner with a mustache. Yes. 
And Wasn't there a whole original series episode about yeah. that where it was just Shatner and a mustache? And he, he dies in the in the first few minutes and they turn him over and it's just Shatner with a mustache. Actually, you know what? Strange New Worlds gets a bonus point for, for that little maneuver, yeah. I think. Yeah. I don't know if that was intentional, but it's hilarious now. And it, it breaks my heart that I'm forgetting the Enar and engineer's name all of a sudden. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's bad. H- hem, hen, Henner? He, he, ch- Hainer? Hainer? Okay, this is real bad. <laughs> Welcome to a Star Trek podcast owned by people in their late 30s and early 40s. We don't know what the fuck's going on. Well, while you're looking that up... Um, yes, your opinion I, of the show. Yes. So I like parts of it quite a bit. Um, I think what Max said earlier is is pretty much the crux of the issue for me, is that I'm seeing bits of the fandom hold up this show like, this is the, the new Star Trek we've been wanting this entire time. But what's what's really striking me is that I'm kind of bored by it. If I'm if I'm a hundred percent honest, it's got its good moments. It's got some good characters, but I feel like I've seen it all before, and sometimes literally because there's like a whole episode that's just the movie Alien, right? Um, well, so yeah. So there's, I, I just feel like there's too much that's being reused because that's the beauty of all of these new Star Trek shows that we've gotten, at least for me, is that it's been different. Discovery, love it or hate it, it's giving us something different that we haven't seen before. Um, in Lower Decks, we're proving that animated Star Trek can be really, really good and really, really funny and have all of these references that just like, you know, this loving nod to the fans. Um, same thing with Prodigy. Prodigy is turning out to be really good as well. And that's something that they thought would be aimed at kids, but I think is purely enjoyable by adults. Um, Picard, I'm actually really enjoying. I We rewatched season one here after season two aired, and I enjoyed season one more this second time around, kind of after having watched season two and experiencing that. I enjoyed season one the first time. I, I had less of uh, indigestion around the finale of season one mm, this time, yeah. which I think it generally goes to that same right. point. But Hemmer but is his name. Hemmer. I was so close. But anyways, so Strange New Worlds is not grabbing me the way that I, I would like it to. Pike's got charisma, and I, I do like him as the captain. I like Anson Mount playing him. I like getting to see some new bits to Uhura because she was horribly underused in the original series and the movies, and I love that she's she's got all of this dimension now, and we get to kind of grow up with her in a way, which I think is really cool. I think it's the last episode where she's wearing those green hoop earrings that Uhura wore in, like, the whole original series, and you're like, oh my gosh, little little touches like that. Um, but I, I don't know. I feel like I've seen it before. They're not doing anything horribly new. Um, and like Mac mentioned, we flat out fell asleep during one of the episodes. Um, we better just not tell them which one, because I think, maybe not, like, yeah. especially since people watching the show have borderline irrationally loved every single episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That you know, it could be any of the episodes that we fell asleep in, or none of them. So okay. you you will still like us. It was not the finale. It was not the first episode. Yeah. It was not Spock Amuck. Yes, no, that is true. But it's it's yeah for me, and I I, I realize that I personally have this 
aversion to something. Like, if there's something that a lot of people, um, especially people on the internet, <laughs> are like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing ever. Why haven't you seen this or read this or whatever? I, I am like... I don't know. There's this contrarianness in me that just like pushes back against like popularity, especially on social media. And I'm like, oh, it can't be that good. Like literally the the movie Frozen came out and I didn't see it for like three years. And after I finally saw it, I was like, is this what everyone was making a big deal out of? Now I get it. A lot of those people were kids. Let them have their joy. Cool. You love Frozen. You love Frozen. But, like, I mean, I heard adults who were just gushing over it, like, this is an amazing Disney movie, and I finally saw it, and I'm like, eh. So that's maybe kind of where some of my Strange New Worlds aversion comes from, is just the sheer amount of people who are like, yes, this is the show. I can't help but notice Captain Pike's a white guy, and then the show that has this huge diversity gets shit on by the fandom, and... It doesn't go unnoticed to me that this is just hearkening Star Trek back to something it used to be. And I, I get a little bit of that kind of... In the, in the position of the captain, I would say yes. But I think while we get to our commercial break, the counterpoint I would make there is that there is a lot of diversity written into the show. Some of which is pissing off there those is. same yeah, fans. There's, there's, there's some... So we'll hold that yeah. thought for okay. a more detailed discussion until we uh, come back from our commercial break. And that commercial break will be happening presently. Is it right to do messages of social enlightenment without the, the, the other two here? <laughs> I don't think I, mean, I want to do an in-universe commercial. I just Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you and I, we started it. That's true. That started the on day. these off-format episodes. I mean, That's I, right. I, I have thoughts. I don't okay. know. I can, I, can, I can say my thoughts. Go for it. Messages of social enlightenment. This is getting increasingly harder for me because of the state of the world. Like, there's there's so much, and it's so frustrating. And I'm like, I mean, I, I've said this on but here before, but, like, since the fall of Roe v. Wade, like, for some reason, this is a catalyst that is, like, hitting me in a different way than I was expecting. Because it's like, yes, we saw this coming, but it's just like... Oh my, it, it just, it feels like everything is just so heavy now. Um, I mean, it was always heavy, but it just feels heavier. So yeah, it's, it's so different right now. Like, it's so hard for me to like, try to take a happier tone about some things when there's so much that's just shitty and so much of it boils down to we just need to be kinder to people and maybe kinder to ourselves sometimes. <laughs> if you need more specific messages of social enlightenment, trans people are people and we need to quit bullying them. Just let them pee in peace and, you know, play sports and live as human beings because that's what they are. Donate money to abortion funds that are out there. Indeed. Because they are out there helping women get the services that they need. Emphasis on the need. Black Lives Matter. Sucks that we have to keep saying that, but it's still true. Does it suck that we have to say it, or that it's necessary to say it? No, that's better. You're yeah, right. I was like... No, sucks that it's necessary for us to remind yeah. people of this, because it should be ingrained. Yeah. But it's clearly not, so we'll keep saying it. Oh. Register to vote. Yeah. Do it. If you have questions, tweet at us. Seriously. 
if our page is nothing but, you know, goofy Star Trek content and helping people register to vote, then I'm fine with that. <laughs> I don't have anything to add to that. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the Laura show. <laughs> it was. It was. I mean, gentlemen, take some control of your own birth control. I don't want to talk about it any more than that. <laughs> I feel like it's all I've been talking about for half a week. <laughs> Yes, I'll say from experience, the vasectomy is a relatively benign process. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds a lot more frightening than it is. Is it uncomfortable? Yes. Is it uncomfortable right now? A little bit. But is it is that uncomfortableness getting better? Yes. So? If you enjoy listening to all of these wonderful things that are coming out of our mouths, you might also enjoy... Uh, the other fine podcasts at PartyApocalypse.com, including Friendables, two talk- friends talking about Hannibal Lecter with myself and Eris. Those episodes <laughs> air on Mondays immediately after the Fridays that this show airs. So if you're listening to this brand new, on Monday you'll have a new episode. If you're listening to this brand, brand, brand spanking new, then this Monday you will be treated to Eris and I's episode about... Hannibal Rising, the novel, and then we'll go into Hannibal Rising, the movie. So uh, all the really good stuff has uh, been recorded other than uh, the TV show Hannibal. There was a Hannibal Rising movie? Yeah. That's exactly the reaction we've had on Friendables. And it's a disc sitting there. I think you and I have seen it. I'm I'm like 80% sure I've seen it. Fascinating. 75%. 70% 70% sure you were with me when I saw it. Eris is similarly vaguely certain that she's seen it, so <laughs> it'll be a fun time for everybody. Fascinating. Yeah. Right. We also have Beyond the Cabin in the Woods uh, with myself, friends of the show Donna and Kinsey and Debbie. We watch uh, horror movies uh, every other week. They air on Fridays that this show is off. So as I've said on other episodes, if you really want to hear from me, Mom, there's plenty of opportunities <laughs> there on the internet. You can hear your son every single week. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to call. You just need to get get a fine podcasting <laughs> app. And, my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Podcasts. <laughs> Partyapocalypse.com. Where you might also find movie reviews. Books. Books. Blogs. Yes. Fourth Wall in its entirety and As the Myth Turns in its entirety. Love of my life. Do you have anything to plug? Nope. Okay. <laughs> so then we will go back to our episode. Welcome back! Hey, we're back. And so we're talking about Strange New World, worlds. The latest. You're trouble with those S sounds. Today, I am a little bit, and the the, the uh, pronouns not in the way people often have <laughs> trouble with the pronouns. I just syntactually cannot get through it. Show like I think you like the show. I you're, like it you're... fine. It is yeah. not my favorite of any of the new tracks. It may be my least favorite of the new tracks. Okay. I don't, I don't think it's my least favorite, because I think we talked about it. Like, Discovery, I think, is, like, if I had to list them in order of preference, Discovery goes at the bottom. Not for any of the reasons people normally think, uh, just that their big arcs never quite grab me mm. as as much That's as other fair. things. Yeah, yeah like, it, it's it's a merely a preference thing. Yeah. I've decided that I like Voyager now, so there are no <laughs> Star Treks I dislike. I don't know about this guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So we'll talk about old characters. Pike's in there. I think it's really... You talk about how it's more of the same, but I think what this deals with every once in a while is Pike's arc of he's totally aware of his fate. Or at least part of his fate. He yeah. Does, yeah. 
I, I feel like if they're going to make this some good storytelling, they're going to need to change it slightly so even he's not, like, expecting it to happen the way he thinks it will. Yeah, but I think it also, by the end of the season, gives him a mission because he wants to see, like, the Enterprise in good hands, and so he's met Kirk now, and... Doesn't he also think he dies? Yeah. Okay, see, that that right there is different. So, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the that's the interesting twist. Unless to say. he's going to turn into, like, one of those assholes that, like, if I end up in a wheelchair, I'll kill myself kind of people. <laughs> I, I, I can't imagine he'd be that way. <laughs> and there's, there's, there's making use of a wheelchair, and then there's melting into a wheelchair. He gets little beepy things. He gets little beepy things. <laughs> But we, I think we can agree that his quality of life is diminished in that state. I do have a mild fascination of, of how he gets to that point. Like, yeah. does he have any say in it? Right. Like, is he like, yes, I want to live? You know, is it like an well, episode of a medical drama where he's like, no, do whatever you can to, yeah. to save me, even if I have to make mm. beeps for noises for the rest of my life? Like, right. Or is it a decision other people made for him and he's angry about that? Like, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens there. Yeah. And I think it definitely establishes, because, you know, Spock in the Menagerie behaves a little out, out of sorts in, in his efforts to get Pike to Talos IV. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think this season does a very good job, at least at starting the idea of establishing Spock's very real loyalty to Pike. I am enjoying that aspect of the show, yeah. honestly, because it's... Spike has a... Spike. <laughs> See? Words! <laughs> I shipped them! Spike! Um... <laughs> Spock has a different relationship with his cap with his different captains. Yeah. And I find that fascinating. And I'm I, I don't want to break the hearts of any people who have been shipping Spock and Kirk for a very, very, very long time. Nigh on sixty years. I think Pike may be his first boyfriend. <laughs> Is and it I don't a boyfriend think you forget thing? your first. <laughs> Is it a boyfriend thing? This is, okay, this is honestly where I'm going to have, not, like, I, I, I don't want to take anything away from anyone, but the, the slash people, the, the mm-hmm. people that need to forge two characters into a romantic relationship that right. isn't necessarily there. Now, I would, I, I hope my comments on this topic are not taken from a place of homophobia, because I also think people who want to force Janeway and Chakotay into a relationship are just trying to make yeah, fire where no. it doesn't exist. They, they, yeah. Although Picard and Crusher need to be together. <laughs> no, this is true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I never felt about, I never, I never looked at Spock and Kirk as a romantic thing. It was a purely platonic thing. Hmm. And I think the, the prevalence in fandom of, Forcing romance and, and and a sexual relationship onto two characters who are close is fine in the sense that queer people don't get enough representation in media still, mm-hmm. and they want to see that representation. Mm-hmm. But it's always kind of a bummer to me because it totally tries to eliminate the even the notion of platonic love. And I think that's a fair point. I I think I, it's not an either or. Uh, to me, it's both and. It's sure like there needs to be more queer representation. Absolutely. And so getting it where you can find it in older media, yes. Yeah, I'm totally. I, I also, get that. And mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, like two like and the media doesn't even really show that much in especially in male relationships mm-hmm. that are just platonic. 
Right. And I think it's good to see that. However, <laughs> and I'm with you. I never quite felt it between between Spock and Kirk. It, it always felt more like a friendship mm-hmm. to me. Brotherhood. Yes. I don't know if it's just who who's the guy playing Spock right now? Ethan Peck. Ethan Peck. That's right, Gregory Peck's grandson, if Indeed. I remember correctly. Yeah. Um I feel like him getting some like bi vibes off of him. Like he, this is a more sexual yes. spike than we've ever oh, God damn it, I keep doing it. This is a more <laughs> sexual spock than I think we've ever seen before. Well that's demonstrably true. Because yes, I mean he is he's getting it on the regular with uh Tapring outside of the bonds of uh, yeah, far, so that's hard to argue with i i feel it in how like yes they, they try they're trying to force this like little triangle thing with his wifey and with nurse chapel but i also get a little bit with him and pike like there's this weird like i don't thing n- there and i don't know this this is this is me a cis straight girl yeah commenting on this so you know take take my word on this with a grain of salt but i i'm 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 getting a different vibe maybe that's why i keep calling them spike because i think yeah. the two of them in this version probably could be together I I don't see it with Pike and Spock. Really? I, I I think it's m- like an older brother, younger brother thing with mm, them. I which, don't know if I would make that brothers. <laughs> but which is why I don't see the the sexual component. But Spock is definitely more overtly sexual. Yes, I think he like he uh, Nurse Chapel's fascination with him makes a lot more sense in the original series. Mm. Um, his relationship with Tpring is actively sexual and he has a legitimate flirtation with a non non will we say non-binary character in uh captain angel the uh, uh cybox pal that took over the ship in that one episode oh yeah 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 see i was they, staring at you like yeah, what they oh, and yeah. spock had definite mm. vi- that, that's difficult to deny vibes i think he has vibes with everybody and that's that's interesting to me. Like, maybe, yeah. maybe. But I I am I know those two don't end up together. But I feel like Spock and Tapring are actually really good together. I like watching them. They're back and forth. Yeah. It's so almost human <laughs> in a weird way. Like this is more Tapring's a pretty well formed character at this point, and I I kind of enjoy. You know, seeing her go up against Spock about things. Girl holds her own, so I mm-hmm. like that. Which is also why I liked Spock Amok. Is that the yes. name of that episode? Well, that was my favorite episode of that the season. That was one of my favorite, I think so, too. Because, I, I mean, A, like a goofy, freaky Friday kind of yeah. story. You know, I'm going to go for that no matter what. Right. But, like, the fact that those two got to kind of, like play off of each other, and I don't know, it was just really good. I I love that they tried to hide it at first, and then it was just like, nah, we just gotta tell people that this is going on. (laughs) That episode, I think, was legitimately very good, and I liked getting that little bit into T'Pring's head as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A character who was a bit two-dimensional on uh, the original series. Imagine that uh, a female character ill-developed on the original series. (laughs) Crazy talk. Crazy talk. (laughs) I think the breakout character that was surprising, who I thought would, oh, just be a background character, was Nurse Chapel. Like, she... Yeah. Chapel, as played by Majel Barrett in the original series, has, like, one 
episode that's about her in the entirety of it, the the one where they meet her husband that had oh, all those yeah. androids and pink dildos. I almost ship Spock and Chapel more than any, anything else now mm-hmm. because they both have that quality that I think you just described in Spock where there's chemistry with everybody. Yeah. And I think that's interesting because then you think about Spock's parentage. Maybe Amanda Grayson, his mother, just has that energy with people. To, so so much so that any time she was with she was with a human, <laughs> it was just too fucking much. And so the spot like Sarek tempered her just a little bit to where they could function as people in society. Mm. Otherwise, it was just <laughs> yeah, could be. I mean, I like Nurse Chapel. She's not my favorite. Who's your favorite? Uh, I mean, I'm enjoying Spock. I who's your favorite of the new characters? Of the new characters. Well, then again, Chapel's not really a new character either. I is it Ortegas? Yeah, yeah. I I'm I'm liking her so far. I'm curious because in the final episode of this season, she was demonstrably different. Yes, we were in a alternate an alternate future. Um, she was like angrier and had an more of an edge. Um, She may have some issues with Romulans. And that could be. Here's a character that we just met this season acting in a completely different way in the final episode. Mm-hmm. And granted, it is, there's a, a reason everybody's different at that point because it's an alternate future or whatever. I want to know how she got there. Like, I want to know what was your, what was your, uh, maybe she just has journey to childhood to history. That. And, of, and that could, but yeah. I wanted to know what that was. Yeah. That's why she's more compelling to me. I also think she's a really good actress and I'm enjoying, mm-hmm. like, her banter with Pike on the bridge quite a bit. Like, those two have this pilot captain, but, like, a second hand almost. Like, they're speaking another language with each other. I think they have a shorthand with one another that you don't often see between other captains and their pilots. Mm, Indeed. How about you? Who's your favorite new character? Favorite new character? And I I realize I said that, like, there aren't that many new characters. Because I think, like, and that's sort of the striking thing about the show is that old characters seem new. Like, I almost mm. put Chapel in the new char- character category. Oh, that's, that's true. not true. Because we're also seeing Uhura in a different way, too. Right. Yeah. Right. I like Admiral April. Yeah. Because uh, I think that's pissing people off in just the right <laughs> way. But it's also seeing that character brought to some dimension when he was just barely even acknowledged as existing mm. in canon up until this point. I think it's also worth mentioning our, our Enar mm. chief engineer. Hemmer. Because I I like me a sarcastic engineer. Mm. I'm discovering this about myself throughout this process. <laughs> Between Stamets and uh, Tignataro's character in Discovery. Gosh, what's her name? Why am I blanking on a character name? Reno. Jet Reno. Reno, yes. Like, I need me a sarcastic engineer. I, 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 I love the energy and I love that... He has a sense of humor, too, and he he kind of really enjoys fucking with people. <laughs> but when it came down to it in, was it that final episode with him and Uhura? Um, was it the second to last episode? The alien one. Yes. Yeah. 
the alien one on the, the spaceship. I, I don't want to spoil what happens, but is that there's the a big alien homage? Of? Yeah, his last episode. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um. So yeah, there there are some moments between him and Uhura that were like genuinely very touching. I am enjoying him as well. Who's the old, uh, legacy character, for lack of a better term, that you've most enjoyed seeing? Like person coming yeah. back. That oh, I'm gonna put Chapel on. Uh, like I think okay. Chapel's just enough of a chaos agent and keeps things interesting. She's very funny and always it, anytime she shows up she's moving the story along too mm. i mean in a weird way i just want to say pike i'm enjoying getting to see him completely different because it's like all the pike we've had before in television show was a failed tv pilot that they finally mushed into <laughs> another episode on the original series and then you got to see a little bit of, or not a little bit, you got to see him quite a bit, but in an alternate timeline with the J.J. Abrams movies. And so it was, it's nice to see him, <laughs> like, you know, as himself. He's not just this, like, mythical figure, like, oh, yes, that's Captain Pike, who was severely, you know, injured. And, you know, now he got to go live with the brainy aliens for a while and be all happy. What was he actually like? And I, I appreciate that, like, Enterprise had a fully formed kind of <laughs> uh, life before the Kirk crew. I also love the tiny bit of homage to Scotty that we got in the final episode of the mm -hmm. season. I legitimately thought that they were just using lines that James Doohan had said from the previous season, but it turns out it was a, uh, a, a, voice, a voice actor, actor. doing yeah. it. But they did really well. Um, like, you never get to see Scotty. I don't even think they referred to him by name. I think he's just on comms talking to Spock. Um, but it was it was great to hear his voice. I missed him. So I, while you were talking, I, I was listening, but I was also, <laughs> I was listening, but. <laughs> but I was also doing a quick and dirty ranking of the, all the series. Oh, for yourself? Yes. Okay. okay. Uh, I, I will. Since I've now, done no such thing, so I'll have to do it in the moment. But there, go ahead. right, there is not an announced uh, new series to come out. There's a section thirty-one series with Michelle Yeoh oh, somewhat on the yeah, board, yeah. and maybe a con mini series from Nicholas Meyer that's maybe somewhere out there. Interesting. Um, yeah, I, I'd be real Especially excited Especially if you could that. take the, the, the lady con from, right. from this show. Yeah. Right. Should I go backwards, like from the my least favorite to most favorite? Um, sure. Okay. There are 10. I'm not including short treks. I enjoy short treks. I'm mm. going to couple that with Discovery because it's really an yeah, outgrowth yeah, yeah. of Discovery's yeah. production. Okay. Number 10, the animated series. Number 9, Voyager. Number Even after your latest foray into, oh, I think I kind of like Voyager. These are <laughs> these are preferences. Okay. Like, I don't even dislike the animated series for what it is. Uh -huh. So, like, this is not saying, oh, here's the shitty ones and then here's the good ones. This right, is right. This order is... of preference, okay. descending order of preference. Okay. The animated series, Voyager. Number eight, Enterprise. Number seven, Discovery. Number six, Picard. Number five, Prodigy. Number four, Strange New Worlds. Number three, Lower Decks. Number two, TNG. And number one, Deep Space Nine. Hmm, interesting. I could be persuaded that that's going to be a good general position. They might ebb and flow a little bit, depending on the quality of the TNG episode I'm watching at that given point. And Picard season three might shoot Picard up 
uh, a couple of notches as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, here's here's some interestingness because yeah, no, I'm I may not vary too much. Well, I will. What am What am I saying here? So okay, now you've so, got your ten. Yes, I took a moment to type mine out. This is going to be interesting, and and I I feel like I'm going to ruffle some feathers here. But here we go. Okay. You want me to start at the bottom since you started at the bottom? That's fine. Okay. Number 10. All right, number 10. Uh, animated series, because I've never seen it. Number 9, Voyager, because I don't like Voyager that much. Number 8, <laughs> this is where I'm going to lose people. Number 8, I put Strange New Worlds. Oh. Yeah. Now, is it a, a what's the line of demarcation from don't like to just order of preference? It, 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 Voyager. Okay. <laughs> Voyager is the only one that I've seen that I, I just genuinely don't care for at all. <laughs> God, that's such a harsh line to say. I know there's people out there who love Voyager. I, I am just not one of them. Um, yeah, we've talked about that before. I very much feel like they had some great actors that they didn't give good writing to. And, you know, the premise was a little whatever. Okay, so Strange New Worlds. I put that at number eight. I did like it, but when I had to sit there and rank everything else, it came in at the bottom. That's how I feel about Discovery. Yeah. Like, I, perfectly fine show. Mm. There's th- some things that don't work as well as they could for me. Yeah. I watch it the night it airs. Yeah, we Ever do. since yeah. the, the beginning, it has been appointment TV yeah. for me. But of the new treks, it is mm-hmm. my least okay. favorite. So, eight, Strange New Worlds. Seven, Enterprise. Really? Really. I'm, I have faith in the heart, man. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that it's that low. Really? Oh, really? I would have thought at least in the top five. I, you know what? I'm actually surprised that it's that low, too, because I started... Okay, here's the thing. Maybe I would switch... My, let's see. What was that? That was number seven? Yeah. Maybe I would switch by six and seven. Okay. Keep going. Six came in as Prodigy. Okay. So I could maybe put Enterprise above Prodigy. We don't have enough Prodigy yet either. So that could shift as that show goes yeah, on. I don't know. Some of that Prodigy is so freaking good. It though. really is. And yeah. this is where it got a little tricky. Yeah. Here's where I'm going to lose you personally. Uh, yeah. uh, number five is DS9. Yeah, number five. You mean number one. <laughs> no, no, Space I'm sorry. is the best. <laughs> so number five, DS9. Number four, Discovery. Number three is coming in at Picard. For me. Okay. That's without a season three yet. I know. Yeah. I know. Season three could kick it into the stratosphere for me. We'll have yeah. to see. I can't lie. I struggled with my number one and two. It may actually be a weird tie for me. Really? Yes. And I'm thinking of what it would be. Well, what are the only two that are left? Oh, I, <laughs> you put three as, as Picard. Yes. Oh, Picard I, I thought number... Picard was four. Never no, mind. No, no, no. Yeah, no, I know what's three. left. I thought there was yeah. one other out there. So the top two for me are actually Lower Decks and Next Generation. So, okay. Gun to your head. You know what we did? What? <laughs> Both of us left out the original series. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay. Uh, Dear listeners. <laughs> shit. You were witnessing something magical that just happened here. Like, this can't be all of them. And then there you go. <laughs> okay, my revised list. <laughs> Number 11, the animated <laughs> series. Number 10, Voyager. 
Number nine, Enterprise. Number eight, Discovery. Number seven, the original series. Uh, number six, Picard, Prodigy, Strange New Worlds, uh, Lower Decks, TNG, and Deep Space Nine. Cool. Where are you putting TOS? <laughs> yeah. We did forget TOS. We did. We completely. Wow. Uh, somebody's going to ask for our nerd cards back. No, um, I don't think so at no. this point. We've done our homework. Okay. Just forgot one thing out of a list. The one show the one thing we that almost watched <laughs> completely on our rewatch. You know what? I'm putting original series as right above Voyager. So really, yeah. Coming at eleven, animated series. Ten, Voyager. Nine, original series. Eight, Strange New Worlds. Seven. It's a tie. It's a it's a two way tie between Prodigy and Enterprise, DS Nine, then Discovery, then Picard, and then TNG and Lower Decks are kind of neck and neck for me. Really? Yeah. I I'm shocked that TNG doesn't take number one with a bullet. Like that. Like Lower Decks is a a, a distant mm. but clear number two. It may depend. I don't. I don't know. I feel you're making me explain myself here, and I, I'm not sure that I can. It was a feeling I had in the moment. Yeah, that's um, fair. I'm enjoying Lower Decks quite a bit, and I think that they're so different that it's hard for me to actually compare the two because one is funny first and wacky, and but like hits all of these these notes that you want it to hit as a Star Trek show. And then I grew up with Next Generation, so I recognize there's a bias there for me. Like, that's what shaped Star Trek for me. I would just have assumed and, TNG was the unassailable number one. There was it never might, it going might be. to be... Uh, it might be. I, I listed it as number one when I typed yeah. it out. Um, but... You know, I think for it, it, I can't super compare them. I think they're actually pretty close. Fair. So no, I, I think you're right. If I had to pick one, two, and not tie them, then I would say Next Generation. We will return to our regular format uh, two weeks from today with our continued rewatch of Star Trek: The Next Generation season two, where we will hit Measure of a Man, the first legitimately great episode yes, of the series, I'm and the Dauphine, which is a dumb episode with one and a half great scenes. Yes. So then we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye!